1: You're invited to I Am The Cute One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe.
2: Let's spike the punch, grind to Usher, and recap some of the cutest movies that made our millennial minds explode. Hello, I am Chelsea,
1: and I am the cute one. And I am Donnie, and I am the cute one.
2: But today, we are here with the true cute one. We have Eric Feldman here with us today. Hi. Hey, hey. I've
0: never been introduced as the truly cute one, so this is a first. (laughs) You can't say that anymore. (laughs) And I think I have to add that to my resume, because that's quite an honor, quite a title.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm so excited for you to be here today, because we are recapping one of Donnie's very, very, very favorite movies, the Brady Bunch movie and who I have broken out in hives I've wanted to like take a Benadryl before this I am nervous because Donnie really has a way of scaring the shit out of me when it comes to (laughs) cinema he loves so welcome to the shit show I'm
0: glad I didn't know that going into watching this I've seen it before and I love it and this was just Uh a reminder of how much I love it but I think if I knew how much Donnie loved it it that it would have psyched me out. So I'm glad you didn't tell me that till now. Now I'm sweating now.
1: Well, yeah, Chelsea was really sweating today. I had to text her. I was like, it's really low key. It's fine. Just make sure you don't talk shit about this person, this person, this person. If you have wrong opinions about this, then I'll probably slit your throat. But besides that, everything is fine. Everything's
2: good. Well, I'll have you know, I don't listen to any of that. So I'll be talking shit a lot today. But one quick plug at the top of this episode. If you want to see this experience, this virtual experience, instead of just letting it tickle your eardrums, we do have a Patreon now and we will be uploading the uncut unedited and unhinged versions of our episodes in both audio and video form seven days after the episode originally airs. So go to patreon.com slash I am the cute one for all of that. You can see me turn red as Donnie (laughs) glares at me. So let's, I guess, jump into it. Do it. Perfect. All right, here we go. This movie came out on February 17th, 1995. It was A Friday. Bill Clinton was president. The number one song was Creep by TLC in the U.S. and Think Twice by Celine Dion in the U.K. And Billy Madison was at the top of the box office. Oh, wow. What a
1: time. I don't think I know that Celine
0: song. (laughs) I don't think I do either. It's probably a great song.
2: There was a period of time where my oldest daughter would only nap if Celine Dion was playing. So I... Imagine that if I heard this song, I would probably know every word because there was a six month period where it was like spotifying any Celine Dion. I can't imagine
0: (laughs) sleeping during a Celine Dion song. No.
2: (laughs) Really calmed her spirit. Also the week of February 17th, Days of Our Lives won Favorite Show at the Soap Opera Mm -hmm. Digest Awards. Were you guys big soap opera watchers at all?
1: You know I was? Passions. (laughs) I had the book. I followed the careers of those that used to be on Passions, which really is just Jesse Metcalf. Everybody else just stayed on daytime TV. But Lindsay Corman Hartley, who then married Justin Hartley, who then married Chrishell, you are familiar with him. But Lindsay Hartley, I love.
0: I'm not familiar with Lindsay. I'm Very familiar with Jesse Metcalf. All too familiar. John Tucker must not die. (laughs) He must stick around and keep me company. I prefer. Soap operas to me were like only existed in the world of my babysitter. I only Mm. knew of them because I went to a babysitter during the day. And so like... That was something that like if we crept upstairs, I don't know if this was safe. We were just all kind of thrown in a basement. And like there were like toys and like you know, air. <laughs>
2: they gave you like a little water bottle in the <laughs> corner you
0: could drink <laughs> out right, of. Like, yeah, a we hamster. just passed <laughs> it around and we were allotted six ounces a day. And so I just remember like coming upstairs. Like if we needed something, she'd always be like, What? But weirdly, that wasn't like weird. We just accepted that was yeah. what a babysitter did. And, like, I came upstairs if, like, I needed something. And I just remember if I, like, I stood there while she was, I don't know, getting me, like, a napkin or something. I, like, would just see what was going on. And there were shirtless men. And there was, like, women slapping each other. That's my uh-huh. I knew I was gay. I was like, wait a <laughs> second. I, like, can't wait for Real Housewives <laughs> to come out in 10 years because I would be all about this.
1: Now, wait. How many
0: kids were in the basement? Oh, God. Any given day, you know. 10 to 30. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it, it would be, no, and, and we were always in the basement. There was an open door policy, you know. You were allowed
2: sunlight from yeah. time to time. It was
0: just kind of like, there's so many toys downstairs. Why would you hang up upstairs with me? Yeah. She would have the little kids upstairs with her, but like the older kids downstairs. But
1: truly how many? Cause I'm picturing like Muppet babies. Was it a well, I mean, we all? all saw
0: Rugrats, right? I mean, those kids got away with so much. And they were literally <laughs> infantile.
2: I'm frightened that he's not answering the questions. I know. How Annie? many kids were in that basement? So, yeah, had? I'm
0: scared that now I'm implicating this woman legally. And I think she's still alive.
2: Over, <laughs> under 10.
0: Mm. Yeah, there's probably like six of us. Oh, it wasn't like, okay. a, like a rotting basement. It was like a finished basement.
1: Yeah, I'm not worried about the basement. You just weren't saying oh, the yeah, number. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the more you weren't saying a number, the more nervous I The was. more I was like, there were 65. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when Rosie O'Donnell Announced Susan Lucci Was the winner of the Daytime Emmy Awards because Susan Lucci Was on All My Children for like 20 years and right. she would never Win and then Rosie O'Donnell presented At the Daytime Emmy Awards and she saw Susan on the envelope so she assumed Susan Lucci and it wasn't so Susan Lucci started walking up To get the award and then Rosie was oh like my God. No no it was the original Moonlight Yeah
2: that is so <laughs> Haunting that is like a nightmare that you wake up from and you're like oh thank god that's not real but in this woman's case it was
1: i'm sweating it's probably because it's 96 degrees in brooklyn but Uh the story certainly doesn't help yeah
2: yeah i was an in and out soap opera watcher my mom watched so it was one of those things that like if i was home from school or if like for whatever reason i was like in the proximity of it i would just like jump in cold turkey like i didn't know what was going on and then all of a sudden there'd be like an evil twin somebody back from the dead and that's kind of like how my mom and i watch housewives (laughs) to this day except the roles are reversed
0: that's sort of how like any of us watch housewives obviously some of us have a little bit more intricate of an understanding but like ultimately (laughs) you can just jump in and you're like okay Mm -hmm. so that woman's face is different this woman Mm -hmm. obviously is not friends with this person anymore you just like put the pieces together
2: (laughs) yeah soap opera to Real Housewives pipeline is probably just a straight line of Oh, watchers. yeah. I would say it's
0: most of the same watchers. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. I think, uh-huh. like, you know, they were like, God, I wish this was real. I wish that there was, like, real life stuff. And then Bravo was like, wait a second. Do we have something for you? I don't <laughs> yeah. think Bravo Housewives would be what it is without soap opera.
1: Oh, absolutely not.
2: And now you just have Lisa Renna who thinks she's playing a soap opera villain on the show. <laughs> and just the yeah. Venn diagram is just a complete circle. True. so. As always, we will be continuing this conversation over on thedip.com, so head over to the community page at thedip.com, that's dip with two Ps, and join in. Use code SPRING for 95% off. So I'm just going to get this out of the way, rip off the Band-Aid. I think Donnie assumed this based on some of my text messages to him today, but this was my very first time watching This movie, I was honestly surprised it was PG thirteen before I started watching it. I was like, "Oh, I'll just watch it with my girls," and then Mm. I was like, "Oh shit, this is like not a kids' (laughs) movie." That was
0: actually me at like however many years old. So I was born in ninety two, and so we're on the cusp Mm -hmm. of big three zero. And I Mm -hmm. remember seeing the VHS of this movie in my basement because I have older siblings, and so they had like rented it or bought it. I I have a hard time. I grew up in like a relatively strict household of where like any innuendo or PG-13 or any movie that like teeters on inappropriateness, like my parents just didn't even deal with, except for Dumb and Dumber. Weirdly, they were okay with us all watching Dumb and Dumber. I think because they (laughs) liked it. So they were like, you're good, that's fine. But I remember seeing that and I was like, it was a babysitter situation. I had wandered down to the basement. I was by my, you know, left my own devices. I was like, oh, I know how to work this VHS and I can't wait to watch Old School Brady Bunch, my favorite. Nick at Night isn't on for hours. Like, I need some Brady now. So, I put it in and I'm like, this is weird. Like, these are different actors, but they look almost alike. Like, honestly, Christine Taylor, I almost don't remember what real Marsha Brady, Maureen McCormick looks like. But I remember the first time I watched it, it was just like, I, I was like four or five and I remember being like, This is
1: inappropriate. Like, I I don't know what this is. (laughs) This this is not the Brady Bunch I'm
2: familiar with. Uh,
1: I loved it so much. I was a Brady kid. Like, I loved it on Nick at Night, all of that. There was a game online... Um, in the early days of the internet, where it was like everything was just web pages basically, <laughs> like there was not really anything else to do besides AOL chat rooms and web pages. And there was a game on Nick at Night's website where you could throw footballs at Marsha's face, and then other Brady people would pop up. And if you hit them, you lost points, and if you hit her, oh you got God. points. So, like any Brady thing, I was obsessed with. So, when this movie came out, I was nine, I think, and I asked for. For, for Christmas for at least four Christmases in a row on VHS and I never got it so then after four years of not getting it I was like fuck this I'm spending my own Christmas money I'm buying it myself at Target strong independent <laughs> man right there <laughs> thank you but did you Chelsea I know this was your first time watching it today did you have any working knowledge of the TV show have you watched a single second of it no No. Oh my god. Oh my god. Did
0: you know this was a parody?
2: I figured it out. (laughs) I went in blind. So I truly like, I mean, obviously I know of the Brady Bunch. I know like the general vibe. I knew the Marsha Marsha Marsha. I knew that like all the kids wanted to fuck each other. Like I know (laughs) all of I knew all that stuff. Am I incorrect?
1: Yeah, the kids don't want to I mean in real life they did. Oh
0: yeah. I remember this interview where Maureen McCormick like, admitted that she and Greg would go and like make out in like the closet. The
1: doghouse! In the doghouse! Oh, yeah.
0: yeah, the in new doghouse dog Tiger, which uh-huh. it's funny that they mentioned this yeah. in the show. They didn't always have the dog. They picked yeah. and chose when they had a dog. Uh-huh. This
2: movie, well, let me just rip the other big band-aid off. So you mentioned the new actors and actresses. I now know, like, I now can look at the timeline, I can understand that there's, like, several decades between the original wow. and now. But it took seeing the original Alice towards the end of the movie mm-hmm. in that <laughs> truck for me to be like, ah, I think these are different
0: people. <laughs> Jesus at Christ. least you knew, without <laughs> watching the show, you knew that that was the real Alice. And there were many cameos about the movie. Oh, that's true. That's true. true. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it could be a testament to what an absolute moron I am, but I'd like to say more. It's a testament to their casting. Like, Uh, they really did a great job with the cast because it does look like the original people.
1: Yeah, and I loved Christine Taylor from Hey Dude. Mm -hmm. So she was one of my first girl crushes. So then when the Brady Bunch movie came out, I was like, now I just love Marsha Brady instead of Christine Taylor.
2: I do have to say, I think that I liked this movie enough that I want to like go back to Nick at Night and like watch the original, so then I can rewatch it and understand all the references. Because I do kind of feel like I was like an alien that like landed on this planet. The comedy style was harsh enough that I knew when they were mm-hmm, doing a callback mm-hmm. to something, but I didn't have the working knowledge to like get the joke fully. Like I knew that you were probably at home like peeing your <laughs> pants on Yeah,
1: it was like you were a guest of someone else's high school. Re- reunion yeah I'm like this yeah. is a fun time but i don't know or the significant <laughs> other that joins the friend group
0: and like most yeah. conversations are about uh. their hometown and their high school and all the references uh-huh. and you're like uh-huh. but meanwhile you're like what the <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah so there were a few things that i think i got but yeah perhaps i would like to become a bunch head i don't know
1: well i have the whole series on dvd if you ever want to borrow it oh. and yeah. it came in a collector's case in green shag carpeting wait wow. it so. came with like a piece of shag carpet no, like the case itself is no. shag carpeting. Is that like oh, yeah. official or was that phone. fan made? No, that's official. Donnie official. made
0: it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Donnie took a trip to Joanne Fabrics. <laughs> well, on that note, King of the Bunchheads, do you have any background or trivia for us today?
1: I sure do. So the tagline for this movie was, they're back to save America from the 90s. The budget for this movie was twelve million, and they made forty-seven million worldwide. So pretty good, pretty good. It was directed by Betty Thomas, who also directed Doctor Doolittle, Twenty Eight Days, starring Sandra Bullock and John Tucker Must Die. Back to Jesse Metcalf, and it was written by a few people, but I just picked two of them: Larice Elowani, who wrote My Girl. And it was also written by Terry Turner, who was a writer for Saturday Night Live, Third Rock from the Sun, and That 70s mm-hmm. Show. Wow. So, yeah. So some parody in its blood. And just a few trivia things for today. The movie featured cameos, Chelsea, as he figured out a little too late, by <laughs> the original Brady cast members who played Greg, Peter, Alice, and Carol. Scenes featuring the original Marsha, Bobby, and Cindy were filmed, but mm-hmm. cut. And then also Florence Henderson, who played the original Carol, she initially turned down her cameo because she didn't like the scene that was written for her, but test audiences revolted and they were like, why do you have Peter and Greg in the movie and not Mrs. Brady? So then the producers went back to her and they gave her a bigger paycheck and let her rewrite the scene that she was in. So then she decided Mm. to do it. I love that. Yeah.
2: Nice. Well, before we make Eric do a one minute synopsis, I first want to ask what character, if any, do you identify as? Donnie, go ahead, because I know this has been like many years in the making. Uh,
1: I've never identified to a character more in my entire life out of all fictional <laughs> characters in the world than Marsha Brady. My biography (laughs) used to be on all social media. It used to be this generation's Marsha Brady. Uh And in the sequel, they're like trying to decide who in the group is going to talk first. And Marsha says, I'll go first because I'm the prettiest. Every year at Christmas, when we decide who's going to open a gift first, I say that. (laughs) (laughs) And it's become so much so that i'm so mean to my middle sister that she writes now on christmas tags to marsha love jan because she just knows our place in the world. <laughs> and that was a marsha
0: way of now, saying i was gonna that, say so. it's even just like before you responded i was like the energy i'm getting i know exactly what you're gonna say. <laughs> i love it
2: What about you, Eric?
0: Oh, God. Okay. So following up to that, I think it's only natural for me to say Jan. (gasps) So I'm the middle child and I very much have this like, but what about me mentality? Like when it comes to our family dynamic, which is probably why like, now in like my adult professional life and personal life I just crave attention constantly
2: don't worry you're in good company here well (laughs) I was gonna say I feel right at
0: home and clearly johnny has been through that his whole life and I'm just (laughs) catching up as the jam that I am (laughs) honestly this makes me sound like sociopath but like in middle school I started to come to terms with the fact that I was gay but like I was like well like I could try having a girlfriend like I should have a girlfriend right but, like, I was very much a Jan where, like, no one really paid attention to. So I would be like, oh, well, yeah, I think I'm going to hang out with this girl, Steph Ranson, after school. And everyone's like, hmm, I've never heard of oh. Steph Ranson at our
1: school. <laughs> no, you had a George Glass in real life? Yeah,
0: so I would say just being the middle <laughs> child and always, like, doing whatever I could for attention <laughs> and just having people, like, shoo me away, like, the, that encapsulates my adolescence.
2: But wow. it also encapsulates your attention to detail and drive that you gave your girlfriend a first and last name. Oh, yeah, month. and yes. she had a
0: backstory like her mom, her mom was a single mom, <laughs> and like. Work two uh, jobs. Repub. I said she worked on the police force and like was a lawyer. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, you know, cause like laws, like, she knows them. And everyone's like, mm-hmm, I don't oh think God. that like is common. I don't think that's a correlation.
1: So Steph said, if you're listening. I also made
0: my siblings MySpace profiles because I just wanted to be top friends on someone's like MySpace. Oh. <laughs> but then my sister's like, did you make me a MySpace? People at college are saying they found me. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. So I was a crazy person (laughs) that just, like, wanted Uh, affirmation. I love that.
2: Welcome to the circus. You are one of us. One of us. One of us. Chelsea,
1: who are you? (laughs) Who do you think you are? I know who you are.
2: Well, you can tell me who I am. I didn't pick one of the Bradys.
1: No, you're not.
2: I picked Donna. Donna... (laughs) The feminist girl who hates Greg. Uh I saw her, and I was like, "There she is, the true star of this film."
1: Yeah. As soon as she said, "It's not history, it's her history," I was like, "Oh, there's that was amazing founder."
2: (laughs) Well, let's jump in. So, Eric, we're going to put sixty seconds on the clock, and we're going to ask you to break down this film in a minute. Go.
0: So we have the Bradys, this blended family of three girls, three boys. And as Chelsea alluded to, they're like, it's a little bit of sexual tension, but they don't really focus on that in this movie. (laughs) They more so focus on the fact that they are legit still living in the 70s, which is when the original Brady Bunch was filmed and takes place. Like, from their home to their clothes to the way that they communicate. But this takes place in 1995 in L.A. So everyone is, like, quintessential. You can almost parody it now, of how 1995 Mm -hmm. LA they were. So (laughs) um, it's just about the Brady's like navigating life and like not really knowing just how harsh the world really is. (laughs) The main conflict is the Brady's are going to get kicked out of their like gorgeous little 1970s pad. And uh, so they try to like, make $20,000 to pay off the taxes that they evaded, I guess. Which, like, what? Uh-huh. Like, I'm sorry. Follow-up question. For such a perfect family, <laughs> like, how the fuck do you just forget to pay twenty k in taxes? <laughs> you know, of course, there's a happy ending. It's the Brady's. But there mm. are just, like, a million cultural moments that, like, take you back to the 90s, but then even further back mm-hmm. to the 70s, which, you know, I was not there for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's perfect.
2: So let's jump in. So we begin, we meet a skeezy businessman, Mr. Ditmeyer, who is trying to knock down his neighborhood and build a giant mini mall in its place. So he's gotten all of the neighborhood residents to agree, all that is, except for one kooky family, the Bradys. Let me now just break down the children of the Brady Bunch for people like me who just need, like, a quick Cliff Notes catch-up. So we've got Marsha, who's just a total bitch. Jan, whose entire personality is being jealous of Marsha. And Cindy, who is training to be the biggest Karen Mm -hmm. in America. Then on the boys' side, we have Bobby, who has the personality of a can of beans. Peter, who picked the short straw and got the puberty storyline, mm-hmm. and Greg, who I am pretty sure grows up to be Kurt Cameron.
1: <laughs> well,
2: honestly, you could say
1: all those boys have the personality of a can of beans. The Brady Bunch is very clearly about the
0: girls. Oh, in the for show. sure. There's never any distinguished qualities of any of them besides Greg trying to like navigate life as like the oldest Brady and like he has this yeah. slight chip on his shoulders. But like mm-hmm. the other two boys, like what one goes through puberty and one like, you know, struggles with becoming hall monitor. Like the girls, <laughs> there are layers and layers and layers of yes. their existence.
1: When I watched the show, I literally skip episodes that are about boys. Oh, yeah. It's like Peter's big day. I was like, I'll figure out what it is if they talk about it on a Marsha episode.
0: <laughs> For sure.
2: <laughs> they could have recast Bobby like halfway through this movie. And I would not have noticed at all. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Bobby. <laughs> In a silly mail mix-up, the Bradys keep getting the Dittmeyer's mail and vice versa, so future narc Cindy heads over to swap the mail, where she becomes the messenger bird for a creepy sexual advance from a hungover and unhinged <laughs> Mrs. Dittmeyer, who wants to wrap Mr. Brady's package.
1: She's the best part
0: of the movie that's not I a did not realize that that was Gene Smart. Jean Smart. Yes. I kept wanting to say Jane Lynch. Um, I would love Jane Lynch. <laughs> that'd be a different uh, layer. But Smart, her character was perfect. And I will say, I was totally expecting the, you know, the advances of Mr. Brady, but I was not expecting her to, like, come onto the kids. Mm-hmm. That was a part that I definitely was like, hmm, okay.
2: Yeah. Mrs. Dittmeyer is. A lonely woman.
0: A <laughs> very lonely woman.
1: When yes. I was looking for trivia for this movie, there was a scene with Mrs. Ditmeyer trying to seduce Greg, and the original creator of Brady Bunch made them cut it out.
2: I think it was better to be like alluded
1: to. <laughs> Her hands were, like, in his pocket. Like, she was, like, fighting something in there very
0: suggestively. Okay,
1: but to be fair, I mean, I know the character is in high school, but the actor is the Uh, voice. No, listen to me. The (laughs) actor is the voice of Eric from The Little Mermaid. So this is the old man we're dealing with here.
0: Wait, is he? I knew that there was something, like, you know, sensual about Greg. Like, and it was mostly when I was, like, doing something else and not watching it. Like, I think it was the Mm. voice. Voice yeah. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay,
2: Donnie, I'm going to have an intervention with you about this logic, Hi. though. Every week you point out how old the actor is. And I get that that's how we're able to see it on screen. But like his whole storyline is about being in high school. <laughs> you can't be like in Miss Dittmeyer's defense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but in the writer's defense. okay, It's not Bobby being... Right. Yeah. I guess <laughs> that's more so
0: in the defense of, like, the person holding the camera, like, that they didn't yeah. step in. Right. They yeah. Need yeah. An adult.
2: <laughs> now, instead of being concerned about the fact that their adult neighbors are bullying their child for her speech impediment, Mr. and Mrs. Brady take this opportunity to tell Cindy to stop being a dirty snitch. Before realizing that the mail that was delivered to the Dittmeyers was actually a tax delinquency notice. And they are, to quote Michelle Tanner, in big trouble, mister. The Brady's (laughs) need to pay $20,000 by the end of the week or their house is going to go up for auction. Okay. So on the way to school, Greg and Marsha say no thank you to a carjacking while poor pathetic Jan crashes her bike into some bushes after taking off her glasses. (laughs) Quick question. Why can't all of the kids ride to school together? Huh? Like, there are some weird-ass power dynamics happening over at that Brady house. They're all going to the same high school. Why mm -hmm. did Jan have to ride her bicycle?
0: That's a great question. It is. You know, Jan, I think, wanted maybe something that's her own. And, you know, riding a bike (laughs) to school is so unique to her and not the rest of the... Older Brady's, I guess, maybe. Yeah.
2: Well, as our resident Jan, I'll take your expert opinion on
0: that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. What would I do in this situation? <laughs>
1: yeah, because later in the thing, when the girl's like, "Hey, Marsha," she's not excited that someone thinks she's like the prettier, right. more popular elder sister. She's like, "I'm not, Marsha. I'm Jan." So, like, she probably wants
0: nothing. Well, that's exactly what Marcia. went through my mind. I'm like, um, if I was jealous of like how my older sibling looked, and someone said I looked like them, I'd be like. Thanks. I would probably pretend to be them. Yeah, like in order to get whatever they're. You'd make a
2: MySpace on. profile. Yeah, and
0: that's very good. Yeah. I wasn't looking to be called out there, but. Uh, I did it.
2: So at school, Greg shoots his shot with Donna, who quickly shuts his shit all the way down on her way to street class. Greg thinks she is one far-out groovy chick, but what I love most about her is the fact that she
1: hates Greg. <laughs> do you hate Greg, or do you just love that she hates? A male character.
2: Probably both. Because okay. <laughs> at this okay, point okay. in the movie, I didn't realize like what a pathetic loser Greg was. I thought that he was like mm. the cool, hunky guy.
1: Big man on campus. Yeah,
2: big man on <laughs> campus. So I was happy that Donna shut him down. But then I quickly okay. learned, oh, this isn't like out of the norm. Donna's not really unique in this experience. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will say no. that was one thing that I had to shift and be like, oh, but this is about them being in the 90s because- right greg in the brady bunch is cool and is okay. like a letterman and is the epitome of big man on campus yeah. without being an asshole like yeah all the brady characters besides Marsha and her you know brief narcissism all the brady characters are supposed to be likable in the show and then so yeah. it's just interesting seeing in the movie like people just be totally detested yeah, yeah.
2: so Greg isn't the only one getting rejected because Marsha's best friend Noreen is forced to watch from the friend zone as Marsha has to decide if she wants to go to the dance with Charlie or big man on campus Doug. This is the worst mess she's ever gotten herself into and her life is over.
1: <laughs> Do you know Noreen? I know you're face blind, Chelsea, but Noreen is one of the moms from Euphoria and she's also one of the sorority sisters from Legally yes. Oh, Yes, so good.
2: So it seems like everyone is going through a hard time, and I'm not just talking about Peter's Peter and sex ed. But
1: <laughs> okay, but wait, listen though, because no. I used no. to <laughs> okay. I used to get hard every day in history <laughs> class in 11th grade, and I don't know why the teacher was a woman. There was no one cute in my class, but we had block scheduling, <laughs> so four classes a day. So we would go to first period, second period, and then lunch was in third period. So you would go to half of third period, then go to lunch, and then come back for another 45 minutes. And for whatever reason, the second half of... After I ate lunch, I was hard every day in history class. So then when I had to do my senior project, because for whatever reason we had to do a senior project in 11th grade, I did my senior project on on Matthew Shepard's death, and I was hard during it. Wait, during (laughs)
0: your presentation? (laughs) Yes! Wait, so it it wasn't something where it was just because you were sitting for a really long time? Because I understand that. Like, on planes, it happens all the time. Like, three-hour plane ride, like, probably, you know, uh, 45 minutes of it i will probably be a little, like at least half but like the minute I like get up to use the restroom like you shake out of it did
2: you shake out of it Donnie
1: there was no place for me to shake (laughs) I was in front of the class oh my god (laughs) I mean I wasn't erect during the whole presentation anyway flush to the vagina let's move on I will
2: take things I never needed to know for a thousand Alex (laughs) (laughs) I have so many follow-up questions but I'm not gonna do that to our listeners so I'm gonna just keep it moving (laughs) Like what you're hearing? Head to patreon.com/i am the cute one for more.
1: There you can find uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes.
2: That's patreon.com/i am the cute one. See you there. I get it. So Jan is also really struggling, as am I, in this moment. (laughs) Every morning, she wants to put on her glasses. She looks in the mirror and says, Jan, put on your glasses. But then she says, you look like a super creep. Take them off. So her school counselor takes one look at this deranged child and her weird forehead curls and deduces that Jan either has paranoid schizophrenia or, even worse, middle child syndrome. (laughs) So she suggests that Jan do something to stand out like getting a new look.
1: I'm so afraid to. I'm so afraid to talk. Do you know who this is, Chelsea? Yes,
2: RuPaul. <laughs> I'm, I know God. I live under a rock, but like, come on! Such
1: a good cameo. Such a good cameo. But Chelsea, I never know what I'm working with with That's you. I fair. was terrified when you talked about the guidance counselor. I was like, she has no idea. I
2: can't even be mad at you, though, because I thought that people from the 70s could have just looked the same in the 90s. So, you <laughs> You're know. like, these are
0: all the original people. Yeah, 25 years later.
2: Oh, I can't believe they got the whole gang back together. Even the dead dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Mr. Brady is genuinely surprised when his boss tells him that he can't just front him $20,000. So he says that he will work hard to sell one of his designs to earn the money, which... Seems like just like the basic premise of having a job. Like maybe he should have already been trying to sell his designs. Right. He's
0: like, I'll do my job and then you can put me <laughs> and the <then> money. you <laughs>
2: can pay me. <laughs> it quickly becomes very apparent that mr brady sucks at his job and that he the pubes he wears on his head and calls hair and his designs are stuck in the 70s no
1: no 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 stuck in the 70s maybe but not bad at his job because anyone that doesn't buy one of these designs first of all everything he makes is literally just the brady bunch house again but like with a mm-hmm. gas pump in front of it or a slurpee machine but it's all the brady bunch house let's talk about that first but the brady bunch house is flawless. The Brady Bunch house is iconic. In fact, I am mad that I didn't win the contest when HGTV remodeled the inside to look like the set oh, of the yeah. Brady Bunch because a f- winning family got to stay there for a oh. week. And I was pissed that I didn't win, but probably not as pissed <laughs> as Lance Bass because before HGTV bought it, Lance Bass had the rights to buy the house. And then HGTV was like, uh, no, but we're actually going to do something with it. You're just going to like. Be gay. But, <laughs> so we're going to make very He's much He's just
0: trying to jump into, like, I feel like every piece of like gay culture, you know? Yeah, he
1: was going to fly to the moon, remember? I mean, the moon's uh, not
0: gay. Oh, <laughs> uh, Neil Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, cool space guy. is
2: pretty yeah, yeah. flashy. Yeah. <laughs> I still want that man to go to space ask, believe, receive, and so it is. Root and freelance. Cindy overhears her parents talking about how they might have to sell their home, and this bitch clearly did not retain the moral of the snitches get stitches conversation her parents had with her earlier, because she immediately tells her brothers and sisters that they need to do something to save the house. So they brainstorm ways to make money, Jan dreams of selling Marsha's hair, Marsha contemplates using her stunningly good looks and dazzling personality to become a teen model, and Greg decides that he is going to become a rock star. And it was at this point in the movie that I fully acknowledge that I am obsessed with Jan. Her face when Marsha is like, but Jan, you don't have any friends. I screamed, I rewound it like three times and was just dying laughing. (laughs)
1: Jennifer Elise Cox is truly a comedic genius. I don't know if either of you have ever seen, she was on an episode of Will and Grace as Grace's nurse when Grace was like trying to get pregnant. And there is a blooper reel of her. (laughs) They had to do it so many times because Deborah Messing kept laughing at her saying her (laughs) lines because she was like, "I'm all this is hard." And then Deborah Messing would just laugh. And literally, the blooper reel of them trying to do those two lines is like five. That's amazing.
2: After noticing a sign that promises a reward for missing school supplies, Bobby earns $10 after harassing underpaid (laughs) teachers, patting them down publicly, and stealing back the supplies they desperately need to teach their students. But despite Bobby's blood money, and even with the big old tip Peter (laughs) earned from pervy Mrs. Dittmeyer, the gang is still way short of the $20,000. Luckily, Jan is having the best day ever. Not only did Marcia get hit with a football and end up with <laughs> Owen Wilson's nose, but she also is the sibling to discover that there is a talent show happening at the school where the reward for first place is $20,000.
1: No, you have to say like that. First prize?
0: $20,000? I also want just the different pronunciations for like, remember. Like, a very 70s, like... She didn't say this one, but in the sequel, she says, Uh,
2: In a weird way, they are very Eric Cartman on South Park adjacent in their inflections. Like, it really makes me laugh. But unfortunately, (laughs) no one really gives a shit about anything Jan ever has to say ever because her idea is completely ignored. Also, $20,000 is an insane reward. Oh, my God. Yeah, especially in
0: 1995. Yeah. In a high school auditorium, no. It would have been a free Pizza Hut pizza for you and five friends. That would have been it. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. So despite the impending house foreclosure, life must go on. So the family has a potato sack race, and then the kids head to the school dance where... Greg debuts his hit single, Jan makes a splash with her new look, and Marsha, fresh off of learning what a French kiss is, shows up with a middle-aged Davy Jones and dances with Charlie, the boy she ditched.
1: Okay, but wait, can I say something? Because you know I love a line dance. I've talked on this podcast about my knowledge of both the original and <laughs> new electric slide. But just today, a mere Hours ago, I was doing the dishes Winnie the Pooh style with only a t-shirt on, <laughs> oh. no pants, no underwear, just free balling as I did the dishes. Don't <laughs> eat at my house. And the Cupid <laughs> shuffle came on my Spotify. So I stopped doing the dishes and did the dance in full. I was home alone, pantsless in my kitchen. I let the water run and everything. So probably I don't know how many gallons of water I wasted. The environmentalists that listen to this Podcasts are not going to be thrilled with that news, but I cannot say no to a line dance. So I love the dance Marsha does at the the little thumbs to the side. Mm -hmm. So much so that I used to do it at high school dances with my groups of friends. It didn't catch on to everyone I went to high school with, but my little group would do it. But... I need to know then why it was plagiarized 12 years ago and nobody credited the Brady Bunch movie because it is the same dance as the Dougie and nobody mentions once that it is from Marsha Brady. Teach me how the Dougie. No, you don't need to because I saw the Brady Bunch movie in 1995. Wow. Oh my God.
0: (laughs) I didn't catch that parallel.
2: People need to know their Uh (laughs) history, So... Mr. Brady does end up selling one of his shitty-ass designs, and the family celebrates by going to Sears. But the Brady's celebratory swing dancing is cut short as Mr. Brady learns that scheming Mr. Ditmeyer sabotaged the sale by pulling a Cindy and tattling about Mr. Brady's dubious design history. The cat's out of the bag. Mr. Brady once designed an old folks' home that collapsed on Christmas Day, killing old people, children, and puppies. I think
0: that was... Completely false. Mr. Brady would never... They would not be able to live with themselves if that happened. Or they maybe would not understand the gravity of the situation, one or the other.
2: (laughs) They'd be, like, kissing and celebrating as, like, people are screaming and ambulances are, like, flooding the background.
1: Remember in A Very Brady Christmas? Maybe you never saw it. Chelsea never saw the show, so she probably doesn't even know there's a Christmas movie with the original cast. But in A Very Brady Christmas... Mr. Brady gets crushed under a factory collapse and they can't find him and the fire department can't pull him out until Mrs. Brady sings Silent Night and then he comes crawling out because he can follow her voice. <laughs>
2: oh my God. Well, you know how I've been putting horror music to Seventh Heaven uh. clips? You need to do that with that clip, Donnie. Because that Wait. sounds horrifying. <laughs> that is some like ring shit Some climbing out of the well. So luckily, Marsha has the totally unique and original idea to enter the talent show where the prize for first Place is $20,000. This is the final straw for jealous Jan, who promptly and honestly understandably loses her shit and <laughs> runs away. And this is where I vibed with Jan because I ran away several mm. times as a child. Like anytime I faced a slight inconvenience, You're out of there. I was hitting the dusty trail. I was out of there. But. Huh. I mean, we've talked about, like, I was a true terror as a child, but I think the, like, meanest thing I ever did to my family, this was, like, after several failed runaway attempts. I knew myself by this point. Like, I'm not actually running away. I just want to make a scene and I want attention. So I left... Like I usually would, which was like, you know, grabbing my soccer ball and a Gatorade and hitting the road, you know, all the. Your was like, okay, just go to life.
0: practice then. Like, maybe I don't
1: have to drive you right. there. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. So I left like I usually did, but instead of like going anywhere, I circled back and I went behind my front bushes of my house. And I did mm. bring my Game Boy this time because I was like, I'm going to be here for a while. I'm really going <laughs> to make these bitches sweat. So I. Sat there for a while and I waited and then like, you know, a good like 20 minutes come and I hear my dad like, oh, Jesus Christ. All right, come on. We got to go find Chelsea. And and then as soon as they left, I just came back inside.
0: (laughs) Eric, did you ever run away? So actually only once, but it wasn't out of spite. It was more out of, you know, intrigue. Mm. I basically, I lived right next door to like an elderly facility Or a lot of people were, like, receiving care. So it was kind of, like, a hospital-esque, too. But it was, like, for elderly. There's no security. I, like, just walk in. There's a TV. And I remember I changed the channel to Nickelodeon and, like, sit there for, like, 30 minutes watching TV. And then (laughs) this, like, woman comes up to me. She's like, are you here to see anyone? And I'm like, oh no, I just, I live next door. So then she was like wheeling a woman in a wheelchair. She was like, well, go play bingo with us, the woman in the wheelchair. And I was like, well, okay. So I'm five. And so I like marched on over like Jan, like hair swinging behind me, like so excited. (laughs) And I like sit on the lap of this elderly woman in a wheelchair. And she is just like helping me. Like every time they call something, I like... Get it. And I remember when I would put my marker on the bingo card, I would yell bingo every time. <laughs> and they would still bring me little like zebra cakes and like treats as like the prize. Aww. So I'm there for like hours. And like little do I know, my parents are scouring the town, like yelling my name at parks. I like eat all my treats before I get because <laughs> I knew my parents wouldn't let me have them. So I run and there's a police car in my driveway. <gasps> and I walk in and I was like, Is there a robber? Like, I was terrified of Home Alone at the time. And I just totally was like, I'm Macaulay Culkin. (laughs)
2: So while Jan and her increasingly hostile inner voices are basically starring in the prequel of M. Night Shyamalan's Split, <laughs> Mrs. Brady puts out a call on her radio and it's heard by a trucker who drops Jan back at home. And again, this is the point where I was starring in yes. my own M. Night Shyamalan movie. I was like, oh my God, it's a different cast.
1: This part, when there's 10 minutes left, she realized. I need to point it's that like out. It's like the village when they listening.
0: discover they're in the real world. <laughs> like, they're like, wait a second. Yeah. We're
2: in the 90s? No. No. <laughs> So the Search for the Stars contest arrives, and despite Peter's (laughs) newly dropped balls, the crowd still hates the Brady's performance. Luckily, they've got the judges in their pocket, and they do win the $20,000. So with the help of Eddie the Carjacker and some corrupt cops, the Brady's arrive in time to stop the auction and win back their home. They can't wait to share the news with Grandma Brady, who is... The OG Mrs. Brady. Brady. Circles become circles.
1: That's right. Do you ever say movie quotes randomly to yourself out loud? Because Jan, cut the crap, (laughs) always is said out loud by myself, whether someone's there, whether it's in context, just all the time, out of this mouth.
2: Donnie, the funny thing about that quote is you've said that to me before, and I've had no fucking clue. Yeah, I just, the crap. like, our whole relationship, <laughs> our whole friendship is just yes anding. So I don't ask questions. I'm like, okay, I'll cut the crap. Sure, who's Jan? Me? Got it.
1: And then, because I talk about the Brady Bunch movie for 95% of my personality, in Bring It On, somebody says, eat my ass, Jan. So I say that a lot, too. And then people think it's from the Brady Bunch movie. And they're like, that is not in that <laughs> no. movie. Marsha never says that to Jan.
2: <laughs> so final thoughts. Who, if we were to bring this movie to present day, who would we cast in a remake or what would we want the plot to the sequel to be?
0: Um, Brady kids going to college present day. Okay. I guess mm-hmm. like they can't all be in college at the same time. But like if Marsha and Greg went to college mm-hmm. or like the Brady's going on a vacation and like Carol and Mr. Brady um, getting wrapped up in like either like a sex cult or like a swingers (laughs) club or something. And I I think that would be amazing.
2: Amazing. I
1: love that.
2: My plot would be I would want the Bradys to be – I guess we would have to recast so that they would all be like – high school age and parent age and all that and Mm -hmm. you know I wouldn't know that they've recast so that's the movie magic there (laughs) I would want it to be cast in 2020 and see (laughs) them navigate being quarantined together that none of them could leave and like see the Mm. sweet facade like it could end with Jan committing a murder. Yeah. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Or they, like, call in a home doctor because they think that's, like, all that exists. Like, remember in the sitcoms, there was always a doctor that came in with, like, a stethoscope in like, their briefcase. I was always like, why don't
1: we have a doctor come to our house, Mom?
0: She's
1: like, because you're fine. Like, you know, here's a saltine. <laughs> I would do. I would actually just want to recreate slash parody A Very Brady Christmas. Like just a (laughs) one-off Christmas movie with the 1995 movie cast as adults coming home for Christmas. Maybe Shelley Long will sing Silent Night and he'll crawl (laughs) out of the factory collapse. Who knows? It could be the same exact plot as A Very Brady Christmas. I don't know. I just want A Brady Bunch Christmas movie featuring the movie cast.
0: Yes. I think Lisa Kudrow could have played a very good carol brady that's as well
1: oh yeah and when you said jane lynch i think jane lynch would be great as alice (gasps) yes
0: yes absolutely
2: so final final thoughts what about this movie aged well and what aged like blockbuster
1: i think in terms of comedy and like jokes and stuff i think it all aged well i don't think there's anything that's like highly inappropriate or cancelable or anything. The hardest thing I think now would be if a new audience stumbled upon it, they wouldn't have the 70s to like mm-hmm. compare it to. So it would be like you watching for the first time so mm-hmm. much of the Easter eggs and like that kind of comedy is missed because Nick at Night, I looked it up the lineup on Nick at Night now is Friends, Mike and Molly, Mom and Oh my god. Started. Oh god we're so old. Like all shows
0: that have started while we've been
1: alive. Well, yeah, and Young Sheldon is like currently still on the air. So why that why that and not the Big Bang Theory, I'm not sure. That's like when but, ABC yeah.
0: Family had Smallville on, which is how I started watching Smallville oh. and like my love affair with Tom Welling began. But like <laughs> it was also it was like on season five on the WB, but like airing every night seasons one through yeah. four on abc family which i just didn't get it worked (laughs) out for me because i got to just like watch it every night and like started watching it that way but like i remember even being like 13 and like this doesn't make sense but i totally agree i was like actively paying attention to that during the movie and trying to think and i was like i actually think it all holds up i mean i don't know if i'm being like nitpicky but like the wig that they had jan wear when she ran away But they didn't reference like who she was trying to be or why she was wearing it. So I guess that's just a lot of assumption on my part. In
1: this, I hate to be this bitch because my sister is this bitch with Harry Potter. So I can't watch a Harry Potter w- movie with her because she's like, in the
2: books. Oh my God. Once again, you're keeping <laughs> us apart.
1: I need to meet this sister. But on the original show, she does go to, like that whole thing is a plot where she wants to stand out. So she goes to a birthday party with a black curly wig that looks more like. Like Greg's hair But since they already Had someone in That wig Oh right Since the brothers Were wearing that wig In this movie They were like Well Let's just make it bigger I guess
2: Yeah I think it Holds up And I think because It's a parody Of the nonsense That was the original show It holds up even more I think it's smart And I think honestly As somebody who does not have that working knowledge of Brady Bunch, it does stand alone as just like a funny movie. Again, I think I probably missed like maybe 40% of the references, but like even not having that, I really, I really did enjoy myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you just understand that they're in the wrong decade and like this supposed to be this like happy-go-lucky family, it's funny no matter what
2: yeah yeah i went into this i have to say i went into this episode kicking and screaming and not wanting to cover this movie at all and you know i can admit when i was wrong and i can say okay donnie okay. you win this one Ooh,
0: that's that's major you got to hold on to that clip.
2: But joke's on you because next week starts Chelchella 2022. It is my birthday month and we will be covering the hot chick to start it off.
0: Hell yes. Wait, when's your birthday? June
2: 12th, Gemini. (gasps) Okay. Are you a Gemini?
0: I'm a Cancer, June 22nd. I'm like first day of Cancer. So we're cussed.
2: I vibe with Cancers too. My mom's a Cancer. So so before we let you go, tell everybody where they can follow you, watch all of your hilarious videos, all the things. Oh,
0: okay. I thought you never asked. No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> we'd love for anyone and everyone to come to my TikTok or Instagram pages, Eric Feldman9, Eric with a C, Feldman with uh, one N, I guess, uh nine. <laughs> and yeah, join in on all the Craziness and help me, you know, help it so that I'm not just wasting my time every single night making these ridiculous videos.
2: (laughs) And give him attention. He's a jan. He deserves it. Please. (laughs) Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Don't make me get
0: like an inappropriate wig and run away.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for being here and thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you later. Love Love you, sister. Thank you for listening to I Am the Cute One, a nostalgia podcast.
1: If you liked what you heard, be sure to give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. You can follow me at realdonnywood on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want more of my personal
2: brand of chaos, check me out at OnoChelse on Instagram. And for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes of I Am The Cute One, head to patreon.com slash I Am The Cute One.
1: And go to iamthecuteone.com for the most chaotic merch on the planet. Talk, Talk to, to you, you later. later. Love you like a sister. sister.
2: Seeking the truth never gets old.